from the feature staff at the Columbus Dispatch. This is Life in the 614. Hi, and welcome to Life in the 614, the official lifestyle podcast of the Features Department at the Columbus Dispatch, coming to you every Thursday. If it sounds like fun, we'll be talking about it. I'm Ryan Smith, Assistant Features Editor at the Dispatch, and today I'm joined in studio by my colleague, staff writer Ken Gordon. There's a lot we could talk about today if it were any other week of the year. I mean, we could talk about Radiohead's historic first-ever visit to Columbus. They'll be performing Saturday at Value City Arena with my little brother in attendance. That's a big deal. For those who couldn't afford tickets, the Gateway Film Center is showing the documentary Junoon, which follows Radiohead musician Johnny Greenwood to India on Tuesday. Or we could get funky and talk about George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic, who will be performing at Hollywood Casino Columbus on Friday to celebrate their first album in nearly 40 years. That's a big deal. The Jazz and Rib Fest is going to fill Bicentennial and Genoa Parks with some amazing sounds and smells. Grammy-winning trumpeter Arturo Sandoval will be there. Big, big. But we're not here to talk about any of that this week. Because something even bigger is going down. I'm talking about the Ohio State Fair. There will be rides, there will be animals, there will be foods wrapped in other foods, and then fried, and maybe fried again. Most importantly, though, there will be giant butter sculptures, a tradition dating back to 1903. These curious creatures, which will be unveiled Tuesday, July 24th, can be seen at the Dairy Products Building at the Ohio Expo Center during the fair, which opens Wednesday, July 25th, and runs through August 5th. They are being sculpted by a team that includes Paul Brook of Cincinnati, who joins us by phone. Paul, thanks for speaking with us today. I know that this year's design is a secret, but can you talk about some of the designs that you've sculpted in the past? Sure. This is our 19th year, just completed, and some of my favorite displays from the past have been a seven-foot-tall ice cream cone, and we did Lewis and Clark, we did the Wright Brothers, we did the Liberty Bell, which was probably my all-time favorite. But this year is going to be right up there. What makes one thing more special than another, and and who determines what it's going to be? Well, we kind of worked together on that a couple months before fair time. Sometimes there's a campaign running that year that we kind of latch into, and whatever it seems like will offer, you know, a good design possibility. So I want to know a little bit about how you get involved in this, Paul. How does one get chosen to be a a butter sculptor? I mean, this is a big honor, really, I would think. So tell me a little bit about how you came to this position. Well, I wasn't chosen, not in in that way. My boss, we all worked for a uh, toy company in Cincinnati. We were the boys' toy sculptor team. There was about nine guys on the team, and the man who had done it previously for 30-some years was retiring, and I think my boss, Bob Kling, saw that in, an, in a newspaper and contacted the American Dairy Association, Mideast, and offered our services, and we got a paid vacation to go and do the butter sculpture. <laughs> so what were you doing for the toy company? You said the, the sculptor team? We were, a, we were the boys' toys sculptor We did all the sculptings for that company's boys' toys lines, action figures, and, you know, cars and stuff like that. So how much different is it to sculpt in butter than what you were doing? (laughs) Well, it's bigger. That's kind of why we do it. It's fun to do life-size 
but you can do it very quickly with butter if you can control the temperature of well, it. Why don't you talk about that? What are the conditions like that you're you know, working in, and, and what's the timeline that you're working under? Uh, we have one week, five people. The design has already been established, obviously, when we get there. We have our armatures ready if we need them because you know a butter cow weighs about 1,000 pounds. That's a big cow. Legs made of only butter would not support that. But we work in a nice old dairy barn. It's over 100 years old. And inside the dairy barn is a large cooler, which is about 17 feet long by about 8 feet wide. We work in there. We have them drop the butter off a couple of days before we show up so that it sits out in the barn, which is not air conditioned. And it warms up and becomes very soft, like you could imagine. So we can just grab big chunks of it, big blobs of it, and put it on the armatures inside the cooler, which is 45 degrees constant. And once you get it on there and it starts to cool off again, it gets hard and carvable, and then we carve it with regular sculpting carving tools. So you don't use butter knives? Not per se, no. (laughs) We have knives, but they're not butter knives. I understand I've seen in some news reports that you only use expired butter. Can you verify that? (laughs) We don't want to waste thousands of pounds of butter, right? Right. It's a little past its prime. (laughs) But it is USDA choice unsalted. Unsalted. Why unsalted? I think unsalted works better just because of the salt changes the the whole property of the medium because you're almost using it like a clay and a salt seems to keep it from sticking to itself and just changes the whole texture of it. So give us a day for you guys then. You said you take a week off of work. You come up here. Do you go back and forth between your home and here? Do you stay here? How long are your days? Give us an average day. Well, it's a two-hour drive from Cincinnati, so it wouldn't be worth going back and forth. We usually get an Airbnb, if I could say that. We do that now. It's cheaper than hotels. We've got two guys from Cincinnati, and then we have three people, well, two people from Columbus, and then one person from Sydney who's an actual dairy farmer who has a degree in sculpture who comes down helps us with the cow. But a normal day would be uh, show up at 8, get some coffee and donuts, and then go into the cooler. Got to kind of bundle up a little bit, so you're in there at 45 degrees with just vinyl gloves, and your hands will get cold pretty fast. You can't really stay in longer than two hours at a time come out, warm up, and that's the day. You can go in and out, changing your gloves each time so you don't make a mess with everything because it gets everywhere, and uh, you track it everywhere. And Does it get dangerous clothes. in there? Does it get slippery with all the butter? It is a little slippery, but I guess we've just factored that into the job after doing it for so long. I don't remember anybody hitting the floor, <laughs> really. <laughs> What's, I, I mean, remember sculptures hitting yeah. the floor, but... Oh, really? I was going to ask you if you had any stories, any, uh, you know, scares, last-minute mishaps, anything that, you know, as you come up to the unveiling day, I mean, there's a lot of pressure, I would think. You guys had any close calls or anything over the years? We lost the whole belly and udder of a cow. Oh, no. One time, because it was close to the door, and every time someone would go in and out, you'd let that, you know, a little bit of heat in. And I guess maybe the butter hadn't kicked off all the way, you know, cooled off all the way. And it was suspended by an armature, but it just decided to let loose. So what happened? You have enough time to redo it? or? Yeah, we had enough time to redo it. We've had to make a couple of special trips uh, right before fair starts to fix little problems, cracks. Sometimes gravity will let you down. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you get out of it? I mean, what keeps you coming back? As someone who got his start in the toy business, what do you find really attractive about this side project of yours? The money. 
No, I'm just <laughs> it's a great tradition to be part of. I was born in Columbus when my dad went to OSU and his dad went there and it's just a nice thing to be in Ohio and that I wasn't in charge always. I just recently inherited the, the leadership when Bob Kling retired. So I've been doing it for, I think this was my fourth year in charge. So yeah, it's just a fun thing to do. You get away. I call it a, a workation. <laughs> kind of like a vacation, but you work. <laughs> do you remember going to the fair and seeing the sculptures as a kid or do you have those memories? Uh, no, but I have gone to the fair since I've started doing this a few times to see the butter cow. I didn't grow up in Columbus. I was born there. And when my dad graduated, we moved down here to Cincinnati and and we never went to the fair. What's it like when you go and see it now to see the way that the audience responds to it? Oh, it's neat. It's just kind of like going to the store and seeing one of your toys, you know, hanging on the shelf. It's good. Good feeling. Is that kind of a unveiling day? Is kind of like a, you guys are celebrities for a day, right? Yeah, well, more like 15 minutes, but <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. Now, last year, I think, was the first year that you used color or colorized some of the butter. Is that right? Yeah, we used cocoa powder to color a giant bottle to look like chocolate milk, and that was, yeah, the first time that we did that, and it went over pretty well. Is that something we may be expecting to see more often now or since it went well? or No. Not unless the design, you know, lends itself to that. It was just such a perfect thing that the campaign was about chocolate milk as a sports recovery drink. So it just seemed like, you know, a novel thing to do that would fit right into the the whole concept. Do you ever find yourself doing this at home, whittling away at the stick of butter in the fridge? No. (laughs) (laughs) You stay away from butter for a while after you finish this? (laughs) I still eat it occasionally, but yeah, it's the one week a year that you know i kind of gauge the whole year and around that one week and you know i always say oh it's six months till butter week <laughs> three months till butter week and then i just you know immerse myself in butter for that week and then i'm done for the year excellent thank you so so much for joining us today paul we're all super excited about what this year's design is going to be and we can't wait to see the result of your handiwork yeah i can't wait to see the reaction because i think it's probably one of our best Oh, cool. Awesome. All right. We promise not to uh, try to get you to reveal anything. That was the deal. But we we really appreciate you coming on and taking a few minutes. Are you warmed up now, ready to go back in the cooler? Mm. Not yet. I I need a year. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Good luck with everything, Paul. Okay. Thank you. And thank you all for listening to Life in the 614. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Google Play Music. We hope to have you back next week. Until then... Keep enjoying your own life in the 614.